0: Even if our life is a pile of ashes or a half pile of ashes or however we would describe that, always remember that his love is still writing our story. But it's not a feeling, guys. It's the word of God. He finishes what he starts. God never quits on us. God never quits on us. Today on Bridges, we are going to talk about how we can receive beauty for ashes. So we're so glad that you could join us today. And we are so glad that all of you could come out to WHTN and join us today. And so we're going to talk about receiving beauty for ashes. And we have a group of people here today from the Beauty for Ashes ministry. So let's welcome them. Yeah. so glad to have you all here and also with them is the founder and the director of Beauty for Ashes and she uh, never gave me this information but I went uh, to look up Beauty for Ashes on the internet and saw that you know from Spring Hill Tennessee and I found Alicia this article that said you were named the citizen of the year for your leadership yeah. so we're glad to have Beauty for Ashes, and the founder and director, Alisa Sharpton, who is also the Citizen of the Year for her leadership. That is amazing. It is amazing that as a Christian woman that she has made the decision uh, under God's leadership and leading, of course, to have a ministry called Beauty for Ashes. And so it's important for us to remember that all of us need more of God's power in your life. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.
1: Inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.
0: At some point in our life, and sometimes at many points in our lives, we find ourselves kind of in a heap of ashes. Kind of looking at the things maybe that we hoped for, or maybe even we prayed about, and they just didn't work out the way that we thought. And we're in this kind of disappointed position or troubled position. And have you all ever been there? You know, it's like in this, and I think, well, this is not what I prayed for. (laughs) This is not what I was thinking about. And sometimes, you guys, ashes are a result of our actions. And sometimes they're about other people's actions, you know, or a combination of both. But God promises us beauty for ashes, Even if it's our own consequences that have gotten us where we are, there's some things that we need to remember about believing God's word for beauty, for ashes. And the things that we'll talk about today is that we've got to remember He loves us. We've got to remember that He promises us beauty. And then we've got to remember He finishes what He starts. So let's look at He loves us. And it was just a few weeks ago that Pastor Scales, who pastors Jesus is the, Jesus is the Answer Church in Watertown, Tennessee, uh, was just talking to me in the hallway at WHTN. And he knew um, that I had been sick one day and that I had to miss work. And that's unusual for me. I don't usually call out of work, but I was sick enough that I just could not come in. And he said, you know, Monica, he said, whenever you pray for healing or for anything else, he said, start with, I am the disciple of that he loves he said you know you start with he loves us he said don't start with trying to work up your faith and doing this he said start with he loves us start with remembering he loves us sometimes we have to just as we think about how much he loves us then our faith grows Look with me at Romans 5 and verse 8, and I'll read from the New Living Translation. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You all, before we ever thought we might accept Jesus Christ, before we ever had a thought of faith, before we ever had anything, while we were sinners, while we were living, as an enemy of God, doing whatever our own in the flesh appetites wanted us to do, while we were in that condition, he sent Christ to die for us. So we start with he loves us. He loves us. He loved us when we were in the pit of our own sins. He loved us then. He loves us now. And it becomes so much easier to pray and to believe for beauty, for ashes, when we remember that we are loved. And we are valued by the King of Kings. He says that he knows our frames and that they they are but dust, that our lives are just a vapor, a mist, a little while, and then they are no more. And he knows that we are fearfully and wonderfully made like he knows all of it. And guess what? He loves us. He loves us. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Start with he loves us. And Maggie, if you would, would you tell us Uh, In a condensed version, a beauty for ashes story in your life.
2: I love what you said about the different types of ashes, because uh, I'm recalled in my mind back in 1989, um, I was married to an alcoholic. I was self-medicating myself. I had two small children. My mother was dying with cancer and I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and I was not serving the Lord. But in my mess, he showed up. And after three years of battling, I won the victory. And now I'm restored. And and the enemy comes in every once in a while like, there's nodules on your lungs. Uh Uh-oh, no, no, devil, I'm healed. You, You know, there's nodules on your thyroid. No, 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 I'm healed. Now I am married to the man of my dreams. I am serving the Lord. But I live to tell the story because the enemy tried to take me out, but God truly brought the beauty for ashes.
0: Amen. And when you were in that pit, yeah, let's clap for that. That's awesome. When you were in that pit of ashes, Maggie, did you have to remind yourself that God loved you?
2: I didn't have a clue that God loved me, mm-hmm. and yet right there he met me. I wasn't even saved at the time, mm-hmm. but over the years when I came in and I see the hand of God in my life, whenever I was not even, you know, I was American heathen, you know, so whenever I became born again and I looked back at how he was
0: always there, Amen. he never left me, he That's never right. forsaked me. That's right. And something that we need to remember is that he loves us. Mm-hmm. And even if we, our life is a pile of ashes or a half pile of ashes or however we would describe that, always remember that his love is still writing our story. Amen. His love has been with us from, from the be- before the beginning of time till now and will never stop. It says in Isaiah 61 in verse 3, To all who mourn in Zion, He will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His own glory. And that's out of Isaiah 61 and verse 3. And I'm thinking, Alicia, that's how you came up with the name Beauty for Ashes. And here's something for us to remember. Because many times, you know, the enemy and our own flesh will work to torment us, to say it's too late, it's all over, we've made too many mistakes, we knew God before, we, we, we backslid, we walked away, whatever term you want to put to it. When you look at this scripture... It's clear that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord knows that there are times that we will be in a season of despair, that there are times that we will be in a pile of ashes. I wish it wasn't true. I'm going to tell you, um, you know, if I get a vote between being really happy and having great circumstances and being in the pit of despair, I'm going to vote over here for the happy, happy, right? <laughs> I have learned that I grow the best and the most when I'm in seasons of difficulty. And I wish I could tell you also that that's not true, but there's something about the press of life. (laughs) There's something about suffering and ashes that makes us be like, "Huh, what's going on here? And that makes us feel helpless enough to say, Jesus, I need you. And right when we begin to make that declaration, right when we begin to say things like, God, if you're there, help me. Right when we begin to say that, the press of life gets even stronger. And those thoughts come that, oh my goodness, I've messed up. I, I can't go back. What's that going to look like? How is this ever going to change? I, his word says, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. When he's talking about to all who mourn in Israel, he's talking about repentance. And we do have to repent for our sins. But we can't pay for our sins. Jesus already paid for them. There is nothing that we can do to pay back, to earn God's approval. He doesn't want that. All he's ever wanted is us. He sent Jesus to pay the bill that we cannot pay. So you don't have to try to pay by being good enough. You don't have to try to pay by trying to get into someone's good graces. You don't have to try to pay by cutting yourself, by doing these. You don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Jesus paid the penalty. So when we start with he loves us, he paid that penalty because he loves us. And beauty is God's idea. Beauty for ashes is not something that's man-made. Beauty for ashes comes from God's heart that he wrote in his word. And his word says that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will stand forever. So beauty for ashes is a forever thing. It's permanent. Not much in this world is permanent. Buildings can be destroyed, right? cars wear out our clothes get old and the buttons fall off of them right you put on your favorite pair of pants and you find well goodness after three years of wearing them the zipper breaks they fell apart but beauty for ashes is a god designed thing it comes from the heart of god lisa hooks thanks for being here today Thank you for having me. We would love to hear your beauty for Ashes. story. You know,
1: Monica, I did have a season of despair. When I was 17 years old, my mother committed suicide. I'm so
0: sorry. And so Lisa. that left me
1: heartbroken. It left me in a state of confusion. Uh, she was my first love. Of course. <laughs> and so going through the grieving process, going through the why God, why did you yeah. let this happen process... Something still triggered every time I tried to go in that direction. Mm. And it was knowing that God loved me. So this is so on point because as a child, I learned the love of God. Mm -hmm. And he would not let me forget that through such a painful season Mm. in my life.
0: Mm. You know, Lisa, I, I didn't know that about your life. That had to be a very, very dark time for you. As you look back on it now as an adult, as the mother of your own children, do you see how God, the things that he's done, does it come together for you now? It does. It does. The anchor, you know, even again from
1: childhood, receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior, learning about his love has been the anchor that has carried me through every trial and tribulation Amen. that I've had in life. Amen. I can now testify about my mother's situation. I can now, you know, tell people you can be healed, delivered Amen. and set free. Amen. This too will pass. Amen. You can be whole after such a, a, a hurtful event. Yes.
0: Well, hurtful and confusing. I mean, your whole world fell apart. Did people make comments to you that, that, bothered
1: you or were people actually they made comments that they could not believe how strong i was Mm. but that strength wasn't my strength i'm a teenager who just lost her mom yes it was the strength of god so even then he was testifying amen to his goodness amen
0: thank you so much for sharing that and you know for all of you that are here and for all of you that are watching you know we've all had things that are just catastrophic happen in our life. I mean, we live life in a fallen world. And for most of us saying the words, why God, why, or why me? We've all had those moments and those times that we've said that. And even in the midst of that, if we can, as Lisa said, remember that he loves us. And if you're a mom or a dad or if watching, if you're a parent, the most important thing that you can ever do for your child is to let them know that Jesus loves them. We live in a world that thinks that gadgets and toys and devices and the best education that... And you know what? If you can do those things and that's in the budget, if you can do those things, glory, hallelujah, but those things do not replace the love of God. The love of God is essential to remember that He loves us to remember that he promises us beauty and to remember that when we trust him, he turns pain into promise. He doesn't always tell us like why things happen, right? Right. There are many times I've asked God, well, tell me about this. Uh And he doesn't fill in that blank and he doesn't connect those dots. But I trust him. And he always does wonderful things. He always does wonderful things. And the thing is, even if he answered everything, it's not like that it would put everything into place. Do you know what I mean? There are certain things that happen. For example, Lisa sharing that her mom tragically took her own life. There's not an answer that would make that all better. That's pain. That's pain. And so when we trust him, he turns our pain into promise. So I want to encourage you that if you're in a place of pain, trust him. Trust him, even if you don't understand him, trust him, even if you're mad at him, Uh even if you're mad, trust him. You can say, God, I'm so angry. I'm so angry right now, but I trust you. I know you're good, even though I can't figure this out. I know that you promised me beauty for ashes. And then to remember, he finishes what he starts. We as people, we don't always finish what we start, right? We quit. We stop in the middle. It gets hard. We're like, "Oop, out of here. I thought this was going to be a whole lot different. But here's what, here's what God says. Philippians 1 and verse 6. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work, until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. God finishes what he starts. The good work that he has started in each of you, he is going to continue that good work until the day of Jesus Christ for you watching. He's going to continue the good work that he began in you. It doesn't always look like it's a good work, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't always feel like it's a good work. People, you know, we don't always feel the presence of God every single day. Sometimes his presence is sensed more strongly than other times. That doesn't mean he's gone away. Trust him. He knows what he's doing. It's not just about goosebumps, though I love it when I get spiritual goosebumps. I promise you I do. You know, there are times when I pray and I can feel the presence of God so thick it could just fill up the room. And those are moments that I cherish. Those are moments that I treasure. But on this side of heaven, they don't last forever. Because there have been other times that I've walked the floors of my house and I've prayed and I've said things like, God, when I ask you to move in my life, I didn't mean move farther away because it doesn't feel like he's close. But it's not a feeling, guys. It's the Amen. word of God. Right. He finishes what he starts. God never, God never quits on us. God never quits on us. God never quits on us. We might quit. And even when we quit, he's still there loving us. He's still there waiting on us. He's still there promising beauty for ashes. There are moments in my own relationship with the Lord. I accepted him at 13, but there are moments that I backed away. Not that I didn't ever not believe him, but there are moments in my life, there are times that I can look back and see, you know, God, he was not my first priority at that time. I had given my time and attention over here and he had to draw me back. He had to woo me back. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Right. Yeah. It's not being mean and ugly with people. Right. It's not pointing out everybody's faults and what they do wrong and letting everybody know and oh, all la, la, la. it's not that. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah. There are times that like I've just felt his kindness and that kindness allows me to repent because I know that I'm not going to get scolded. Mm-hmm. Now, does God discipline us? Yes, he does. And does the word say that that discipline does not always feel pleasant at the time? Absolutely. I mean, who, when you got grounded as a kid, thought, yay, I'm grounded. (laughs) Thank you, Mom and Dad, for sending me to my room for the 800th time. (laughs) Thank you for telling me that for the next 30 days I can't leave the house. I thought they were very mean parents. And I would tell them, everybody else's parents lets them do X, Y, Z. You know, my parents had the nerve to say to me, well, we're not everybody else's parents. <laughs> One day I wrote them a letter, and I said, Dear Mom and Dad, I am not going to wear those ugly winter boots that you bought for me. Everybody else wears nice-looking boots out in the snow. And my parents said, We love you. We don't want you to get sick. You're going to wear those ugly boots. And I, I wrote them another letter. I said, You are the meanest people in the world. You are ruining my life. (laughs) So I went out and I bought a big purse. And I would get around the corner and I'd put those ugly boots in the purse. And I got caught. I got disciplined again. And you know why they did all of that? Because they loved me. You know, the world scolding and the world shaming is not for our own good. But if we are in a season of discipline from the Lord, Mm -hmm. remember he loves you. He promises you beauty for ashes and his discipline is always for our good. His discipline is to help us grow up. His discipline is to help us refine our character. His discipline is never about shaming us. When we feel shame, you can know for sure that is not God. Amen. Amen. When we feel guilty and condemned, you can know for sure that is not God. That's right, man. What God does is gently woo us with his goodness. And for us to remember first, when you're in the pit of ashes, he loves us. Say to yourself, he loves me. Think about how he went to that cross and he took that beating and we were on his mind. And he was like, look, you've got a bill that you cannot pay. And I am here and I'm going to pay that bill in full because I love you. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Catherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent, Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. And he knows that ashes are a part of life in a fallen world. And he says, I want to give you beauty for your ashes. Don't you all want beauty for ashes? I do. I've declared my life, this is my time for beauty for ashes. And I'm believing that and I'm standing on that and I'm believing and standing on. He finishes what he starts. So, in just a moment, Jennifer McGill is going to talk with Alicia from Beauty for Ashes and hear about a Beauty for Ashes story. Would you like to be a part of a Bridges studio audience production?
3: Visit slash calendar to sign up.
0: You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number.
3: Hi, I'm Jennifer McGill, and thank you so much for joining us today at Bridges. I'm with Alicia Sharpton. She is the founder. She is the director of Beauty for Ashes. Thank you for joining us today.
4: Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much.
3: We've had an amazing message from Monica. There's so much that I wrote down in my little notes. Um, But I do want to ask about your program, your ministry. Give us the overview about uh, what it means, what beauty means to these women, how all of this works out for you.
4: Okay, Beauty for Ashes, we're actually Beauty for Ashes, a healing place, because I do believe that God heals those that... um, are in the pile of ashes, and these ladies have been. We are a nine-month in-house Christ-centered program for women that are recovering from the effects of addiction. The women come to us, and they actually just need to be restored, and they are restored by God's love. Many of them have never known Jesus before, and we're excited about this season because now they get to experience God like they've never experienced Him before.
3: So tell us how this got started
4: Um, I actually had a son that suffered from addiction, and I suffered from addiction years ago. And, um, you know, in those situations, you think this can never make sense. This can never bring anything. But in the midst of it, God said to me, I will bring beauty for your ashes. And as time went on, um, I worked for another company um, and, and helped women in addiction. And he pulled me out and he said, I've given you a vision and I want you to do it. Now's the time. And I was scared to death, but see, I believe God and I believe what he says to me. So I said, okay, we're, we're going, but you better show up. And he has, he showed up and he showed out and we've been open about a year now. And it's been amazing to see God bring these ladies back to life again and live a valued life. It's wonderful.
3: I love uh, how we can dare to believe and that that part of that dare idea is that we can be aggressive with that path that we can be activated that we can talk to God like we talk to our best friend that we can be real with him and say maybe I'm angry right now maybe I do feel like a pile of ashes you better show up I mean we can get real with God cuz sometimes it does take that extra uh, idea of being active in our relationship with him to make a kind of change do you have um, like a favorite path uh, that has uh, developed from uh, one of your ladies being in this ministry, um, an idea of how the definition of God's promise of love and beauty has shown up in the life after that ministry, after that program.
4: One of the uh, verses that we believe so much is in Joel 2.25, and he says "We that he will restore the years the locusts have eaten. We have one lady that works in our ministry today, And after, before graduation, she was in jail. She lost her children. And God has brought her children back together with her. Um, She's restored their relationships. She's working for our ministry. She's speaking life into our ladies that are there now. So God indeed does do what He says He'll do.
3: I love that word, restoration. Tell us how we can get involved. How can we help your ministry?
4: Um, The first thing above all is prayer. Um, It's really hard to deal with the past of the ladies. They have a hard time with it. Um, Our leadership needs your prayers. Um, Second thing is financially. Um, Our ladies, um, some of them do not have jobs, so they're sponsored. So if you would like to partner with us and pay for a woman to go through the program, that would be great. And we also have needs even toilet paper that we need all the time. And so if you're willing to give something like that, we would love to give you that information to allow you to do that.
3: Is there any last thing that you wanna tell us? Any, any last idea or message of restoration that you would like to give our audience today?
4: I know today that if I hadn't stepped out in faith and done what called, God had called me to do, that these ladies might not have been restored today. So I'm grateful that I believed in God and I did what he told me to do.
3: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alicia. Thank you so much for joining us today here at Bridges. If there's anything else that you would like to learn or gather, you can go to MonicaSchmelter.com for the study guides, for videos, and other resources to help you discover how to live your most beautiful life one biblical truth at a time. Thanks again for joining us. Make the rest of your day a great day.
0: The blood of Christ is the only cure. It gets down to the root of every single thing that ails us. There's not an addiction. There's not a generational curse. There's not any root of sin. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse. Visit
3: monica.schmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your event.
0: Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you.
4: No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.